listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, and Lydia. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Artist Alley. I am here with uh, Kyler Merrill, who is the founder of Foreign Press Comics. Uh, Kyler, how's your day going? Uh, it's been it's been a stressful one. It's been a long one, but, um, you know, it's it's been pretty good. How's yours so far? It's good. It's good. I uh, took a mental health day and didn't leave the house and it was delightful. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's that's what you need sometimes right there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you are here to talk about comics in the kitchen. Uh, this is a really fun idea. Uh, tell us a little bit about this book. Well, yeah, it's comics from the kitchen. It's um, it's all about it's a combination cookbook and comic anthology. It's um, twenty comic book stories, all told um, in various styles, different artists, different writers, all that stuff. Um, some of them are very serious and very personal stories. Um, I have one in there that's, you know, very personal to me. A lot of us have very personal stories, but then there's also some really fun, some really fantastical ones. We got some pirates, we got some post-apocalyptic stuff going on, but it's all stories and each one is paired with a recipe. So there might be a story about um, an argument over banana bread, and then you get a recipe for that banana bread. Um, there might be, you know, a story about a post-apocalyptic quest for a smoked um, pork shoulder then there's a recipe for that pork shoulder. And so um, it's just stories and recipes that all kind of, that all merge together into this great little project we put together called Comics from the Kitchen. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Comics from the Kitchen, but um, I want to talk about the, I guess, origin story, if you will, of foreign press comics in case that's, you know, a brand that people don't really know about. Yeah. Um, well, foreign press comics is, I've lately taken to calling it uh, it's my label, not my publisher, not my company, because company just feels too big. It feels too official and stuff. And I'm not there yet. Maybe one day I'll get to the point where, you know, it's a LLC and we've got all the business things established and we're doing real stuff. But right now I just I like, I've been like lately been wanting to call, think of it as my label. Um, it kind of started in college where I just needed a, I wanted to start making comics and I needed a name to put to my stuff. And I didn't want to do just like, you know, KylerMerrillComics.com. You know, I wanted to have like a, a name that sounded like a real thing. Like I thought like there was Eclipse was one in there. Sunstone was in there. And then one of my friends said, um, he's, I don't remember how he came up with it, but he just said foreign press comics. I was like, that sounds dope. So he just, he just kind of went with it. And yeah, it was just my way of, it started as I wanted to, I thought like most people that I was going to be the next, um, like Stanley, I was going to make this whole interconnected universe thing happen. And, it obviously hasn't happened yet, but um, it started with me just posting like little superhero short comics online and then with just my own characters. And then it's just evolved from there to where I've started doing, I started with a one shot in um, 2020, I guess, and another anthology in 2020, and then just kind of just kept going from there. All right. So going back to comics from the kitchen, um, I had a chance to to flip through it and I, I, I'm in love with this idea of, you know, having a recipe book, but then, you know, having a story to pair with it. Yeah. So how did the idea for this anthology come about? Um, it kind of, it started as, 
I can't really tell you exactly like where I heard it. It's something that, you know, everybody's heard, which is, which is, you know, write what you love mm-hmm. or something to that effect. And so I just kind of saw that and I knew I wanted to do another anthology because I had done um, my previous anthology, Fletcher Cross. I knew I wanted to start something new. And so um, I was like, and I, I'd done in a previous anthology before that as well. And I was like, I like these anthologies. I want to do more. I want to make another one. But I wanted to do something that was unique. I didn't want to just do a, another anthology that was just all about, you know, here's just a horror anthology. Here's a romance anthology, whatever it is. And like no shade on anybody doing that. I just wanted to do something different because, you know, anthologies are kind of themed like that. Or here's a superhero anthology or whatever. I, they're all kind of basic. I wanted to just do something different because Fletcher Cross was something different. And so that's what I wanted to do here. And it, I was like, okay, was it something I love? I love to cook. How can I combine these two things? And a, this is a project I hadn't seen before. Since starting it, I have seen other things that are similar. But prior to starting, I had not seen something that was a mesh of comics and cookbook. I had seen like cookbooks that were drawn and like in a comic book style. I've seen food anthologies, kind of like I talked before, but it's just an anthology. It's just food stories. And so I was like, I'm going to do both of those things together because it's something I love. It's something I want to do. And it's something that I see a space for in the community. And I think those are kind of the three things that like, do I want to do it? This is something I love to do. And there is room for it to be made in the, in the comics community. And so I decided, you know, let's, let's go for it. So this anthology, it features comic uh, comic creators from all across the world. What was uh, the process like to get all of these different contributors? Um, it was just, honestly, it was pretty easy. It was just open submissions. I just put a submission form on my website with the prompt. Um, we all have food memories. Um, you know, some of us, it's like the bowl of ramen you used to make in college. Some of us, it's like your grandma's chocolate chip cookies. Um, but food is just very strongly tied to memory. And so that was basically the prompt. And so whatever that brought up for you, if some, like I said, some people went a different direction with it and just told um, like different like fantasy stories and things like that. And so that's completely, that was completely fine. But it was, you know, I went through, I just had open submissions. We kept them open for a month. I went through them. And I was like, okay, like first I just look for, is this like a person I want to work with? Which is the first step I do on every project with an anthology. It's always just, is this person, does this person like stand for the values that I want this company, this project to stand for? Does this person, um, you know, do they seem to be able to follow up on a deadline? That kind of thing. And then I just looked at, you know, art and things like that. And I didn't actually end up keeping anyone out just because um, I just kind of felt like every style is unique. Everybody has, and somebody's going to like, because it's kind of one of the things that I heard when I first made comics that made me want to make comics was that, um, you know, everybody's, someone's going to like your style, but also there's going to be haters, you know? And Mm -hmm. so there's going to, there's going to be a fan of your work somewhere. So I was like, somebody's going to like it. It may not be exactly my cup of tea. And also I just liked the idea of having different, just different styles throughout the book. But yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty straightforward process. Just open submissions and then just see who I want to work with. So have you tried any of the recipes in the anthology? I guess not counting your own, but <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I've had to say this already um, a couple of times, but no, I have not. Sadly, I think I have a good excuse. Um, I'm a school teacher by day. 
So I just finished um, a school year a couple weeks ago and then immediately went to the, into the moving process. That's what I was doing today. I got done. Um, I was in Oklahoma city helping my girlfriend move stuff into the house. And so it's been stressful doing all that stuff. And I have not had time to sit down like my freeze, my food that I've been eating for the past few days, is just out of the freezer. I'm trying not to buy ingredients, you know, just use mm-hmm. what I have. But I mean, I have a few that are definitely on the list. Um, uh, Bridget Southwood's banana bread recipe is on there just because I love a good banana bread recipe and I'm going to, you know, I have my own recipe. Let's see if it pairs up, if it, um, if it um, sizes up. And then one of the other ones I want to make is it's a pretty basic one, but one I really like is Kyle Lawrence has a bagels and locks recipe in there, which is, you know, it's just bagels and locks. It's not that hard, but I have, I like, I found a recipe online that I've been following to make my own locks. And so, which is just cured salmon. And so that's kind of been, I want to, it gives me an excuse to make that locks again. So I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the two, but I wish I could say that I have, I just haven't just due to the circumstances that I'm in. And I mean, you, you've got fair excuses. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so the campaign for comics from the kitchen is on Zoop. Um, for those unaware, what is Zoop and how is it different from some of the other crowdfunding sites? Um, Zoop is a platform that is only for um, comics and comic related projects. Um, so it's, um, they've had like a couple of board games, a couple, um, I think a puzzle of some sort. I can't remember exactly, but it's all comic related projects. And um, originally it started as like a, it was a very much more curated thing where like um, they would really curate their projects and um, kind of, it was a much smaller thing. And then they opened it up to anyone to submit their projects to. And now it's just, um, it's just a, it's an alternate alternative to Kickstarter. Um, the main differences is as a creator, um, you know, it's less hands-on, which is a pro and a con. Um, it, and by which I mean, like, I don't have to do as much hands-on building the page, but also it means I don't have access to the numbers and things that I have on Kickstarter, where I can see all the data right there. You know, I can see like who backed from where, where they got the link from, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't have access to all that like I do on other things. But um, as a consumer, it's different than Kickstarter in that it doesn't have reward tiers. It's just um, it's just like any other e-commerce site. You just add to cart however many you want. So if you want three copies of the book, you just click the plus sign one, two, three times and adds it to your cart and you check out like normal. So it's um, it's a different thing. I do have bundles in there, but um, you know, for the most part, it's a, it's just single thing. So I guess that is how it's different for consumers. There's my little ad for Zoop, I guess. Let's let's talk about some of those different bundles that that you do offer for uh, for this campaign. Okay. Um, so I have a three bundles, I guess you could say, or four, if you want to count the retailer. Uh, so the f- different bundles we have is one is just all of the physical rewards that come with the book. Cause we have the book, but we also have, um, I, we have a print of the cover, which is great by itself. It's by Jerry Bennett. He's a local creator here from Oklahoma. Great dude. Um, great artist. Um, and then it also comes with a handwritten recipe card which um, I'm going to handwrite, you know, after the campaign's done and I, you know, figure out how many I have to do. Um, So that's one of our bundles. We also have two foreign press bundles, which are just, um, one is digital, which is just all of the comics we've published digitally. Um, You can, you know, you know, there's, you can get those in other places as well, but this way you can get them all, all at once right here. 
Um, and then we have our physical bundle, which is just the same thing, but it's everything that we have in print, which is our four books. Um, will be four once Congressman Kitchen's out. Congressman Kitchen, Fletcher Cross, Valkyrian, and uh, Terminal. And then we have our retailer bundle, which um, I'm always excited about because I put one on every campaign. It's you know five copies at um, basically at a retailer discount. So I would sell a book if I was going to take it to a shop here um in the city i would you know sell it to them for half off cover price because that's just the retailer discount and so i sell them for the same price here so i mean that's that's the three bundles that we got and if you don't want it as a bundle everything that we have that we have you can get as an add-on down down below so nice and i was look um and i was looking at some of the add-ons um and you know and some of the other books from foreign press and fletcher cross really you know that that one caught my eye uh it's an anthology about a man traveling through the multiverse uh what else can you tell people about not even necessarily just fletcher cross but some of the other books that are available as add-ons uh yeah for sure um so we have i'll start from the from the i'm already at the bottom i'm looking at the page myself so i'll start from the bottom <laughs> of the list where i am and then we'll we'll scroll upwards so um the bottom we have sleep sister sleep which is um our first title from other from another creator from outside. Um, it's by Ian Vanderwald. He's a um, a creator from South Africa, uh, and it's just like a dark, twisted alternative comics take on um, uh, Alice in Wonderland. So think like um, I'm not super familiar with this, but I've read a, seen a little bit of it online since this. Um, like uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. That's a comic from like the 2000s i think mm -hmm. um it was a web comic and then which kind of has like invader zim ish vibes um but i think it's the same guy or maybe anyway um but yeah it's just this weird twisted alice in wonderland thing um then we have valkyrian which is um that's one that i drew and wrote um it's about emmy who's a member of the valkyries um which is just this a uh, covert spy operation that works for odin odin um and they are tasked with taking down a, a fascist government but um they have to basically fight their way down through a building um and she's forced to figure out if she, what a valkyrie means to her um we have terminal which is just uh, my very first comic that i did and it's all about a guy who um he's on a space station the uss shang and he's armed with only a jetpack and he is falls to earth and as he goes he has to reflect on his life because his life has not gone the way that he expected it to. Things have not worked out for him. And he's forced to kind of reflect on himself as he's falling through space and um, see kind of what his life has become and how it's come to this. Um, but also both of those are in the same universe together. Um, and then Fletcher Cross, that's the previous Kickstarter that we did, um, previous anthology, and it's a narrative anthology. So it's... Um, not only is it um, an anthology with different people, but it tells a story complete from front to back. It's um, about a character called Fletcher Cross. He's a stubborn, stuck-up engineer for Day Industries, and he's working on this machine called the Dimensionalizer, and the Dimensionalizer goes goes awry. It's faulty, and it's Fletcher's fault. And so he is forced to go through the multiverse and find his way home. And each chapter, each different earth that he falls, he finds himself on is written by a different creator. But if you do read it from front to back, there is a story there to be told as Fletcher changes and he kind of finds his way home. So um, yeah, those are all the main add-ons. Like I said, we also have a, a handwritten recipe card and a, a print of the cover if that's up your alley. If you like artwork or you just want a recipe card to add to your recipe box. Like my mom has. 
yeah. get one of those. Yeah, and that was that was one of the really cool things with the with the recipe yeah. card because yeah, I mean what you know what mom, grandma, whatever you know exactly. doesn't have those handwritten cards exactly. that's like passed down. Exactly. That's then that was kind of the vibe of the whole thing. It's especially because it goes with the whole thing of the book is all about like you know a lot of the stories are people's own stories and people's like family stories. And then to, I think that's another, the only thing to make it better is if I could get them to write a recipe card. Maybe we'll see about that. But um, right now the plan is for me to do them. But um, yeah, I think it's just, it's just a great fit. I think it really fits with the the vibe and the kind of the the themes we're going with with the book. Nice. So we kind of talked about earlier how um, foreign press comics came to be, but how did you get your start in comics? Um, my start in comics was, um, I mean, I always kind of knew of comics but i wouldn't say i was a comic book fan um until um i was in about i don't know what happened why why like why i all of a sudden got into comics um but in seventh grade i started getting into comics for some reason i was like oh i really love these these i really love comics now i don't know why but um like i started to watch you know the marvel movies that were out at the time which you know was like five um instead of the 22 or at or whatever um <laughs> and then i had a friend who was also into comics and i at the time i didn't really have the chance to read comics just because of where i lived but i um did have the marvel and dc encyclopedias um because i really like to draw and so like i would go through there and like um you know read but so like i didn't have a lot of comic book knowledge but like I had I had a lot of comic book knowledge, but not like applied knowledge. Like I hadn't read a lot of it, but I knew who these characters were. Like I could tell you who Terax is, but I've never read a single thing that he'd been in. But um, anyway, I after that, I just I I was originally Marvel only, and then I kind of started to branch out into DC a little bit. I felt edgy, um, and I due to some uh, an injury that I had, I had to come back to um, here to Oklahoma, and it was in 2011. So my mom bought me um, for my birthday. She bought me um, issues from the new 52. And one of those was the flash and Francis Manipal's art was really influential to me. Just the way that it was different and more dynamic than other superhero art that I'd seen. Like the other three books were all very like standard superhero. Like it's um, uh, Jason Fabok. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, like you don't know who the Batman one was and Greg Capullo. And so those are very, you know, typical superhero stuff. But Francis Maniples was superhero, but it also wasn't. And so, like, something about that really just stuck with me and made me – that was the first comic I collected. And before that, I always wanted to be a writer or be some kind of creator, and that's the thing that put me on the path of comics. And I kind of just always never really did it until I was in college and was going through, a, you know, some mental health issues and um, decided why not – like, I don't, like I, I've always wanted to do this thing. I'm just – let's just do it. You know, like, there's no point in being like – Oh, I can't make comics yet. I don't know how or whatever. It's just like, I'm going to make a comic. And that's when I started making those superhero comics. And then eventually, like I already talked about, it kind of led into my first one shot terminal, which led into um, the first anthology I did and led to Fletcher Cross, led right into this. And it's kind of, you know, all come out to be where we are. Love it. Love it. So you mentioned earlier um, that you're an educator. Mm hmm. If I found out that one of my teachers made comic books when I was a kid, I would have lost it in the best way possible. Uh, have any of your students made this discovery or anything like that? Um, yes, I have told them. Um, 
at least like I've told them I I don't told them like I like to the degree to which I do it, but I have told them that you know I like to make comics, and they always want to read my stuff. And um, at least two of the projects that I have out aren't super. I mean, they're not inappropriate, but they're not exactly kid friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so um, and you know I'm not one to say what's kid friendly and not, but I am one to say you know this is what's appropriate in my classroom for a public school. And so I'm not going to include some of those uh, Fletcher cross. I might, but um, cause I made it a point to keep that one kid friendly, but it's really, it's hard to put myself out there, but some of them, ha some they do know. And some of them um, that were really into art, I would show them drawings that I would do on my iPad and things like that. And they would see it and they'd be like, Oh, that's really cool. Or, you know, some of them, you know, even ones that I lose little doodles, I would do, they'd be like, Oh, that's really awesome. And, you know, they really love it. And so it's fun. And it's definitely, um influenced what i want to make and kind of what i feel like i should be making um because in in to, that and then conventions but that's another thing we can talk about that later but um it's made me realize that i you know i need to make more things that are kid friendly and um just how prominent comics are i don't know it hasn't necessarily the only thing that's really changed me as a creator like i see that manga's huge so i'm like okay i'm gonna write a manga now but um and that was taking an idea i already had and just adapting the script because i'm like hey this actually would look really cool as a manga so um I'm just like why not um but as far as like you know it, it hasn't really it's just that's the main thing it's influenced is just like knowing what there is out there and like what to what to push you know and that's influenced me as a teacher to be like to i have a whole stack that's just all single issues that I got out of a store here. They sold them all to me for a quarter because they knew it was from my classroom. I got a teacher discount, but it's all just like old stuff that I don't even know, but it's, they eat it up. My kids love it. And so, you know, I, that's, that's kind of the thing that it's done for me, but yeah, I realize now that I went way past your question, but um, <laughs> anyway, uh, hopefully that answered you. Answered yeah, that. absolutely. Absolutely. So do you have any uh, conventions lined up for the season? Sadly, I only have one. Um, I, I did some last year for the very first time and that was a really, really fun experience. So I definitely wanted to do more, but, um, one of them that I did last year, it just didn't seem like the audience for me. Mm -hmm. like, it just didn't feel like a good fit. And so I just, you know, knew that one wasn't going to be. And then because then I ended up moving, you know, it ended up working out really well because it would have been right about now. And so, or would have been in a week, I think, but. And then the other one is a local one called New World Comic Con, which is just run by a shop here um, in Oklahoma City that I'm going to go to again. I really love that. I sold just as much at that one over one day as I did over three days at the other convention. Oh, wow. So that was like, and I mean, I still didn't sell a lot, but, you know, I definitely sold just as much. And so I was like, I really don't see a point in that. Not that I'm just about like selling things because I also am there to meet people and stuff, but it just felt more meaningful at an actual dedicated comic convention. And then the other one just didn't line up this year because of work. I was going to go to Oklahoma Comic-Con in Tulsa, but um, that's the day that I have a, I have orientation at my new job. So it just like, and I, I was signed up for it and everything. Like I hadn't paid, you know, my registration fee, but mm -hmm. I had done everything, but, and then I was like, Oh, I can't go. And so that really sucked. But yeah, I, I definitely wish I could go to more. I think I might try to set up like a store signing or something else, you know, to kind of make up for that. Just cause I really like the way that it lets me, meet people they're local to me 
mm-hmm. and actually because I'm not the most social person in general. Like I'm trying to, you know, go to my comic shop, you know, and pick up my books and try to be, you know, be not so um, uh, uh, introverted, but like it's hard for me. But so sitting at a table where I'm forced to talk to people is really great because I'm like, I don't have a choice now. I got to talk to you. I got to just got to make up the conversation as I go and just keep going, make you like me enough to buy my book. Um, so I think I like that aspect of it. It forces me to to meet people and to, you know, make new connections. Yeah. yeah. You you like literally signed up to talk to exactly. people. So <laughs> Exactly. And just sit at my table and, hi, how you doing? Hey, you want a comic? You want a bookmark? Just that all day. And so it's just like forcing me out of my comfort zone, which is good. Nice. Nice. So uh, what's next for Foreign Press Comics? Um, well, we have one project um, that's ongoing in terms that it's a weekly webcomic it was called peter the fish not this is its first year um it's been going now since the first week of january i have the rest of the year already planned out or already done actually before i published the first issue i had the first year done um but it's a week uh, a comic strip a week about a fish in an astronaut suit who um explores the universe with his cynical robotic companion james um but it's Calvin and Hobbes meets Star Trek and it's like the most fun I have making comics. Cause I get to still tell whatever stories I want to. It's really easy to make and it's just a really fun thing to do. Um, but the n- next big projects are um, a, um, a series from Nick's Nick good. Sorry. I almost said Nick Sussex. Uh, the series is called Sussex. It comes from Nick good and Alvaro Molina um, who just had his successful Kickstarter for um Lone Tales just backed, just funded. Um, it was a really crazy thing. It funded in like the last 24 hours. Um, and it was like, it was pretty far away from the goal and they pulled it out. So props to him. But anyway, he has a book. It's like a um, psychological spy book set in World War II. And it's all about, it's very um, personal, very real world in terms that it's has a lot about um, mental health and like the it really analyzes a lot of things about the character. And I really think it's going to be something um, very um, you know, very uh, deep dive in that and a very interesting take on his stuff because he's just a great writer in general. And then um, we have next year, starting starting next year, um, our four-part anthology series, um, Smash, Smash Quarterly, from um, Dev, ed, the editor on that is going to be Devin R. Scott. And um, the first round of acceptances, the first quarter's already been done. Um, second quarter is getting done now-ish. Um, but yeah, it's a four part anthology series. It's mostly just around the theme of smash suspense, mystery, action, sci-fi horror. Um, and I'm proud of that because I'm not good at acronyms and that one came to me and I've stuck with it ever since, um, (laughs) that, and then Odin and Valkyrian, but anyway, um, yeah, so Devin and I have been putting that together and then we do have a four part story that'll go through all four, um, volumes, the anthology from Jared Lujan. Um, so that's something that I'm really excited about, but yeah, so those are, that's kind of everything we have on the radar or announced as far as things that have been announced and all that kind of stuff. But we have, I have other things, you know, in my head in the pipeline that are, you know, in the process of happening. So we'll see how all those things kind of pan out. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so what advice do you have for anyone who's trying to break into comics? Um, the thing I always tell people is just to just make it, you know, just to pull a Nike and just do it. Um, because like, like, cause that was the thing for me is for so long it was, um, you know, I 
not good enough. I can't do this. Like I'm not an actual writer. I don't have any experience writing. I can't be an artist. My art's not good enough. Um, so on the writing front, it was just like, just write one. Um, and I would recommend specific to even to specify that advice. I would say get with a group called the comic jam, which um, they make one page comics every week um, around different themes. You can opt in and do one week and then skip a week and then go back, or you can do one and never come back. Um, but they it's just a great way to hone your skills like right now i'm trying to work as a work on um, lettering and so i'll just go in there and be a letter you know once every month or two just to work on my lettering skills plus it gives me something to add to my portfolio that i did for it wasn't like i had to do this 92 page comic to add to my portfolio i did one com one page and i'm i'm done and i got something cool to add to my portfolio say look what i can do um and then for artists i would say one of the best things that i heard was that like I said earlier, you know, somebody is going to love your art. There is artists that I love who people just, they don't like because this is not their cup of tea. There's artists that I don't like at all that other people just eat it up. And so don't worry about my work's not good enough or anything like that because someone is going to be a fan of your stuff. There's still going to be haters, no doubt, but someone is going to like it. Someone is going to be about what you do. And I think that's kind of um, the best thing to know is that there's going to be someone out there who likes it. It may not be a ton of people, but you will be making art for somebody. Somebody will appreciate what you do. That's that is phenomenal advice. So where can people find you online? Um, I'm most active on Twitter at F press comics and my own Twitter, which is at Kyler Merrill. Um, but foreign press comics, like I said, F press comics on Twitter, foreign press comics on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, TikTok's still new, still working on that. Um, and then watch my luck. By the time I get good at TikTok, they'll ban it. Um, but <laughs> that's that. Honestly, that's what's probably going to happen now. But um, anyway, that's the best. Twitter's the best place to find me. And foreignpresscomics.com. You can find all of our webs, all of our comics. You can find them all digitally. You can buy the ones that we have in print and print, plus some other ones that aren't um available um like for normal purchase they're just um for free online then you can find those there find peter the fish or not sign up for our email list find my podcast on there too um but yeah that's that's the best place to go for that's kind of the best hub i would say is right there nice um and then one more time give us the details on comics from the kitchen and the campaign on zoop all right so comics from the kitchen like i said it's a cookbook and comic anthology it's um, equal it's equal parts both for every story that you read you get a recipe that pairs with it so you know whether you want to read about or get a recipe for um like i said banana bread uh meatballs um let me see what else um lasagna uh cake um there's a cake in there we got um um i can't think of any others off the top of my head because i'm just losing it right now <laughs> Um, anyway, we got recipes for anything you, you, you want. We got desserts, we got snacks, we got entrees, we got appetizers, we got whatever you want. We got it. Um, go there. It's on zoop, zoop.gg slash C slash comics from the kitchen. I imagine you'll link it somewhere. If not, get to me on Twitter. I'm posting about it literally every day. Um, so that's, that's, that's it. Nice. Well, Kyler, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Best of luck with your campaign. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
That's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. It would be a shame if you didn't follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Geek Awakens Podcast or on Twitter at Geek Awakens. Theme music created and produced by E. Cannon Beats. Our logo was designed by Shay McCain. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're boldly gone. <laughs>